0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire that. what a goal. This is the Half Time Show with umar Duri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, nice. Let's get ready to rumble. Yes, yes, yes. Salam and welcome to the Half Time Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport international local. Coming up on today's show, the Kenyan marathon runners who are breaking world records all around the world. Men, women, it was crazy. What's nice about this, Eliud Kipchoge does it in an hour 59 minutes 40 seconds and then Bridget Kosgai blew away the field in winning the Chicago Marathon on Sunday and setting a woman's world record of 2 hours 14 minutes and 4 seconds. We're going to put that into context. What does that mean? For us, if you're not a runner like me, you'll know that's hard work. And not only that, Zinedine Zidane and Clarence Seedorf are in the UAE to connect artificial intelligence and sport. I'm telling you people, if we don't say it on it enough, sports is going to be on another level. All this and more on the only place to be at 3, the halftime show with me, Omar Aldouri, on Pulse95. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts the pilot! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh! It's better than nice. Yes, 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 it is that time and it's that time again where we connect with you guys on the halftime show here from Pulse95. And before we get started, i got to give a quick shout out to all my halftimers, Huda it all the way from New York, Tarek, Coach Tarek who joins in as well, FHM, the usuals, you know who you are. Thank you so much for tuning in on Instagram live at Omar Duri or Pulse95radio.com and also being connected with us. Remember, this show will be nothing without you guys, so shout out to you guys and plenty of plenty of stuff to talk about today and now I'm not sure if, if you saw this but A certain Iliud Kipchoge, I hope I pronounced that right to all my Kenyan friends out there, smashed the record for the fastest marathon in under two hours in Vienna. Now, for those who aren't really made to run, like me, let's break that down. Imagine getting on a treadmill and setting it to 13 miles per hour and then running at that pace for two hours, one minute and 39 seconds. That's how quick it was. Now, the one or two that are listening are probably thinking 13 miles per hour. Easy. I can tell you my friends it's not <laughs> especially when you're doing it for that long or imagine running 100 meters in 17.2 seconds and if that sounds slow try it and then doing that another 420 times without pause have i convinced you yet i thought so now that's insane massive congratulations to obviously Eliud kip-, kip choggy who's 33 has completed in 11 marathons and he's won 10 and finished second in the other. Not a bad record, huh? But did this one count? I will definitely fill you in on a bit more on that in a bit, but let's just say the first time the marathon was run over its current distance of 26.2 miles was at the 1908 London Olympics when it was won by American Johnny Hayes in a time of two hours, 55 minutes and 18 seconds. Now you're probably wondering, why is he mentioning seconds? Because every second counts. Trust me, when you're running for that long, these guys will definitely fight you for every single second. And the first time that marathon was run, was you know in nineteen oh eight but Kenya's Dennis Kimeto became the first man to go under two hours and three minutes clocking in at two hours, two minutes and fifty seven seconds. Kimeto took twenty six seconds off the previous record, which itself was an advance of fifteen seconds. Now that we see from this is many have thought was impossible. I tell you not, my friends, this is definitely not impossible and these guys are proving it. And what a way to show your colors, to show your endurance and your heart as well. Now, I know times have changed and technology and supplementation has elevated these phenomenal guys to a whole new level. But to put all this into perspective, the average time for non-elite male runners at the London Marathon is 3 hours and 48 minutes. That's an hour 48 minutes quicker from what this guy has just done now. Now, what could you do in 48 in an hour 48 minutes? Pretty much he could have finished the marathon, gone home, watched his favourite series on Netflix, had a shower and people would still be running. Mad. That is crazy. (laughs) Now, however, Kipchoge's achievement will not count as an official world record as the INEOS 1 hour 59 was not an open competition, but rather an event designed with the specific goal of breaking the two hour mark, which Kipchoge did by a whole 20 seconds, let me just add. He also completed the marathon with a team of 42 rotating pacemakers who ran with him including former 5,000m world champion Bernard Lagat. Now the use of help such as pacemakers as well as the coaches who delivered water to him throughout the run mean Kipchoge is not eligible for an official world record according to IAAF guidelines. What do I like about this? They allowed him to finish alone and he dedicated the race to his whole team so happy days it's not that bad is it when you think about it Kipchoge don't worry everyone saw it you know those guys who normally they do something nice or those girls who do something nice and they look to see if that person they really wanted you know to, to to watch is watching well don't worry the whole world was watching and Bridget Kosigi shattered Paula Radcliffe's world marathon record, which no woman had come close to in the past 16 years. So on one side, you have the male representing and on the other side, you have the female representing. Now, the two achievements made the weekend one of the most memorable in the modern history of long distance running, with Kenya asserting its supremacy as the heartbeat of the sport, in case there was any doubt. I kept saying, tomorrow is my day, she said. I wanted to be the second Kipchoge, the Kipchoge for women, and I focused on that. And what I like about Kosuke is even she made a last minute decision to switch her shoes. Now, all these things count, folks. It ain't light work, you know. (laughs) So Kosuke made that last minute ditch to switch her shoes to match the ones Kipchoge ran in. So you see, he was inspiring. The Nike Zoom X Vaporflies have probably been up on the market even more now that two marathon runners from Kenya have smashed records with it listening after her message was she was just basically saying run clean, work hard and set the goal keep in mind she's got her own kind of skills as well she said she set the time and wouldn't compromise the whole way, she was able to run free once she cleared the competition and focused on achieving her goal what do you guys think of that? text us on 4215 at or if you're sliding into our DMs at Instagram Live shout out to Claudine uh, Abdullah, Shay, JFX all you guys who are tuning in on my Instagram live, let us know what you think. Could you do that? Could you run a marathon in, in, and beat your personal best? Now, his personal best is a bit crazier than our personal best. But still, a personal best is a personal best. So at the end of the day, these guys are built to run marathons. What are you built to do? Let us know. Text us on 4215. It's do or slide into our DMs. And coming up next, is AI taking over the world of sport? Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire and This is the halftime show with Omara Douri on Pulse 95. Nice Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in, don't worry. You can catch up on all the shows at your own convenience on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar Ald- uh, with, blah, 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 with Omar Alduri. Just subscribe to that. Maybe if you're going for a run or trying to break a world record, as we just mentioned in our first segment, that should get you through a few sessions. I've been so lucky to interview some of incredible guests, highlighting brain management, gut foods to improving your emotional and physical health and so much more. Now, a couple of things happening on the Instagram live as we were off air. And these guys keep me entertained for sure. Shout out to Erij, Adil, Maria, Tariq uh, for all the banter. Kariman, for all the banter, you guys have uh, definitely helped me get through, you know, the commercials. As much as I love the music I play, it's always entertaining to hear you guys speak. And also talking about that now on the show. If you're a regular, and that's what we call you a half-timer for, we like to dive into sports from a different angle. And the UAE is definitely acknowledging artificial intelligence when it comes to its impact in sport. So much that it's holding an event for two days highlighting that. Now, but what better way than to bring the greatest of all time, in my opinion, Zinedine Zidane and Clarence Seedorf, amongst other guests, to discuss this. The two-day DAIS conference and exhibition will bring together top stars and decisions makers from all around the world, leading names and also people who are involved heavily in sports and artificial intelligence for discussions on the scope of AI's ability to enhance every facet of the global sports industry. Now, as time has evolved in sports, We see technology has taken a more integral role and we highlighted that on the show a number of times in previous episodes but some people question sports science distance covered heat maps cryo machines and all the above now we often talk about the greatest of all time in all sports here's my question to you guys think of michael jordan muhammad ali pele diego maradona now here's food for thought how would they perform under the modern game. Now, we have mentioned Jordan and LeBron in the same bracket for years, but can you imagine how great that rivalry would be if they both played under the same circumstances at the same time? Think of that, basketball fans. Now, Jordan fans will be shouting right now, he did it without all this fancy stuff. But Muhammad Ali, who in my opinion is the greatest combat athlete ever, did what he did in the rawest fashion now he didn't only just fight opponents he fought culture he fought religion and he fought for having a voice and that then later showed how important it was in the history of sport now when i think of raw i also think of mike tyson who was the youngest ever heavyweight champion then i look at people like diego maradona which if you haven't seen his movie which just came out. You have two days before I break it down for you on Wednesday, because that's definitely something I'm I'm talking about on Wednesday. It's an incredible movie, incredible documentary. Um, Unbelievable, unbelievable. uh, Maradona and Messi will always be compared as the greatest footballers of all time. But I pose this question to you. Would Maradona have been even greater with the modern scope on the game? The punishment and amount of physical endurance he had to experience at a time where the fluidity of the game would be allowed to flow due to the old-fashioned refereeing. So the question I have for you, who would be the greatest athlete ever if they all competed in the modern game? Bearing in mind AI, bearing in mind sports science, and all the above. Text us on 4215, Itaslat or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio, or at Omar al and let us know what you think. There's a lot going on in the modern world, and I'm sure I'll be hearing a lot more as I take part in discussions regarding ai and regarding the importance of that in sport and i always relate sport to life so it's not that far off but there are things i would say that take a different toll when you incorporate a different lifestyle now we all know maradona's off the field antics we all know what Muhammad ali had to face as a fighter but also as a person mike tyson was distracted at times Michael Jordan wasn't distracted as much. But then, even if you go into golf, you think of Tiger Woods, Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi. Now, imagine those guys in the modern climate, under AI, under technology, and under the importance it has in sport. And that's my question to you guys. And there's going to be a lot more coming up next once we uh, wrap up with the Asa, uh, sorry, the Asa prayer. Yeah, with the Asa prayer and the Adan and. Uh, I want to pose that question to you guys. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to th- say about it. And we will dive into a lot of your questions, which is being shot about Man United and sport and Arsenal in the current league. Falls 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. It sure is that time and it's half time on... Pulse95 with Omar Dury, I have got some wicked messages coming in on the Instagram Live. You guys have been on fire. Now, before the break, if you're just if you just tuning in before the break, I asked the question of how AI is going to be coming into sport in a major way and how technology has changed the modern athlete from what we used to have in the past. Now, for those that are actually tuned into the Instagram Live, you know as you've been reading in the comments, but for those who aren't and driving in their car, shout out now to Mimi. Um, the question was, which athlete old or new would be able to kill it and probably be the best athlete in the sport bearing in mind sports science bearing in mind technology AI everything now Maria shouted out and said that LeBron James can play any sport Um, that was an interesting one with that height and Adil actually told me that um, he was the number one in American football when he was in school so that tells you he could have done two but he clearly was better at one than the other so that, that questions that Segredo says Cristiano is the best of his generation. Athleticism-wise, I do agree. However, Arij said you can't compare athletes from a different sport. So a lot of good stuff. Maria also said Hashem Khan was champion, world champion at 35 in squash. So that has to put him up there as one of the greatest ever. Steve Nash played football and basketball, uh, or as they call it, soccer. But I also have to throw something out here. Now, when I had one of my guests, uh, Coach Nick, on the show, Previously, I asked him about the fittest athlete and whether it was a specific sport that um, identified which one was the fittest. And if you haven't seen that, you can catch that on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. Just uh, type in the halftime show. But he had a few people that were doing boxing and football and all sorts of stuff. Henry Cejudo in the mixed martial arts world is an Olympic gold champion and champion in two different weight divisions does that make him the greatest that's another one shout out to moza who's joining in and say for as well on the instagram live but we have quite a few things happening who is the fittest man on the planet and which sport does he come from that was the question of the day and as we're doing that i'm going to give you some time to ponder in that because we take a, a little um roundup of what's happening and you know obviously the rugby world cup is happening and my favorites uh from the tournament has been japan whose victory over scotland means they go into the rugby world cup 2019 quarterfinals in their highest ever ranking um which is really exciting as they go seventh now if you're wondering who's rated first obviously in the ranking it is new zealand but after that wales england ireland south africa australia japan france scotland and then argentina now on saturday the quarterfinals do take that that stage now where England face Australia. We know that despite the conditions that prevented them from playing France. New Zealand face Ireland. Wales play France. And Japan play the almighty South Africans. Shout out to Rich if he's listening, a big South African fan. Uh, that's another one that, uh, that you know, will be definitely urging his country on. But that's, that's rugby, OK, for the rugby fans. We're giving you that little bit of sight. Who's going to win the Rugby World Cup? Is it going to be the All Blacks as expected? Because obviously they bring a different flavor. Or are we going to have a surprise? Who has been the underdog? Has it been Japan? Because if we're talking about underdogs in tennis, when this kid rose to stardom at Wimbledon after beating Venus Williams, it put her on the map. And teenager Coco Garth has become the youngest player to win a WTA title in 15 years with victory in the Linz Open. The 15-year-old beat... Helena Ostapenko, yes, I got that right. Six three, one six, and six two, and is projected to move inside the world top seventy five as a teenager. Now, how amazing is that? And for those people that have been on the Instagram live, you've been talking a lot about basketball. But basketball fans, any idea who the tallest active player is in the N W is in the NBA i W? I'm thinking of music and Big Has in the NBA. Taco Fall only stepped onto a basketball court seven years ago, but the imposing seven foot. 5 inches Senegalese is now hoping to become the tallest active player in the NBA. Now two and a half inches shorter than the retired Romanian player who was Georgi Morisan, the NBA's tallest ever player, the 23-year-old Fall is batting to make the Boston Celtics 15-man roster for the upcoming season after signing for the franchise in the summer. He comes from a humble background and despite starting late, 16, is grateful to those that helped him develop as a player. So watch this space, basketball fans. And here's one for the football fans. Now, if you remember the name Peter Check, former Chelsea and Arsenal goalkeeper, Peter Check saved two penalties on his Guilford Phoenix debut to earn victory against Swindon Wildcats. The 37-year-old, still a technical advisor at Chelsea, saved Swindon's first and last efforts in a shootout and was named man of the match in an ice hockey game. Yes, you heard that right. In an ice hockey game. Now, when was the last time again you saw an athlete crossover from sport and be successful? Sometimes you just go, don't, man. Just stay in the sport that you're good at. And can you remember any athletes who have done that crossover and been very successful I kind of we spoke a little bit about Michael Jordan and he did the basketball and he did the baseball and I wasn't really too convinced with that but that's also a brand text us on 4215 I want to hear from you and coming up next we need a full time on the halftime show by doing my regular shout outs talk about our competition and if you want to win a signed jersey uh, by the Arabian Gulf League champions we will give that to you at the end of this month and that's coming up next but also I've got a lot of people asking about Manchester United. Arsenal and what's going to happen next. So guys, I guess you're going to have to wait till after the break to hear more about that. Only here in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in, where have you been? It's been a wicked show and you guys have made it awesome. Shout out to Aisha, shout out to AJ, um, shout out to Erij um, and everyone else who's listening in on the Halftime Show. Now, a lot of stuff was happening off air with uh, my halftimers. They were giving me a lot of talk about uh, Man United, actually. Uh, we can talk about Man United not getting the players they want or money they need and how Barcelona is losing its shine. All right, okay, let's start with the Man United one first of all. So for Man United, do I have any sympathy for them? Absolutely not. I think it was the wrong appointment um, initially. What I did like, and if you did actually hear in the beginning of the season as we started, uh, I actually praised Man United for the structure they had um, in the youth system. Mike Phelan, uh, Quinton Fortune, those t- type of people that were covering the under-23s uh, and also how they tried to reintroduce a model which had worked for several years. Now, the model will only work if you have the players in place. And with that becomes patience. And with patience becomes structure and an identity to move forward. And I think the problem with Manchester United now is there's no identity. People don't fear playing against them nowadays, which is sad because for football, they're giants. Regardless of whatever team you support or whatever you feel about the team, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is not would have not got the job at United if he hadn't had a successful campaign as a player. Now we always say a good player doesn't make a good coach, a good coach doesn't make a good player, but someone that's that's gonna have an identity. Let's say we look at Klopp and we look at the project he's taken on board with American owners, etc. etc. He's come in there, brought his own people and, and you know implemented it. We look at Pep Guardiola again someone who before he came already had people in place to be able to facilitate uh, the direction they're heading out and even now have brought in people to fill in the gap. As we mentioned about a week ago, with, we broke down on the segment that I have on uh, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud on the Halftime Show. I have a show called Building an Empire and that's describing and breaking down how Pep Guardiola had built an empire and Manchester City had already implemented that before they started out. See, that's another thing you got to, you know, bear in mind. Now, if Manchester United bring in someone that can actually hold it together, you know what? I said this yesterday on the football pitch, shout out to the guys who I was playing football with. People missed the ball on Brendan Rodgers. Now, people questioned why did he leave Celtic so early? He could have won another 15 trophies that year. Why did he leave with six games to go? He left with six games to go because Leicester City management and hierarchy are smart enough to be able to um, bring in someone they know has a vision moving forward. So that's why a lot of the managers nowadays, and I say managers, not coaches, are being taken early. And Brendan Rodgers had a hard time at Liverpool because I think he was very close to winning the title and didn't get the credit he deserved. So now Leicester have him. Would he do a better job than Ole Gunnar Shaya at United? I believe so, in my opinion. Yes, I think he would. So that's where we've missed that boat in terms of a real manager. How about this? You talk about coaches, you talk about managers. Which which coach would you have at Manchester United right now? And I'm asking this question to those people that are tuned into the Instagram Live and are tuned on our lines uh, at Pulse95radio.com just send us a text on 4215 and let us know which manager do you think realistically so Klopp obviously is not going to go and Pep is not going to go realistically which manager would come into Manchester United right now and change everything would that be an Allegri for example a Diego Simeone but then if you get a Diego Simeone is that substance over style those are the things that I have to kind of mention and Origi is actually you know I would say hit back, but she hasn't, she hasn't hit back. She's she's amazing. Uh, Man City have players that have been there for 10 years plus and good young players. And yeah, for sure has a great winning and scoring mentality. Yes, I agree. But again, when you go out and you set you set that trust in a coach or a manager, you're giving them that license to be able to to do things their way. And that's why I say it's very, very different. You know, it's very, very different when you think about the managers and coaches of today's game. Now, that's my rant over when it comes to Manchester United. I think it's sad for football because I don't want to see United finish sixth, seventh or eighth. I don't want to see that. You know, I'm a fan of, of the game first and foremost. So I would like to see someone go in there and change things. Is Pochettino with the with the resources he's had is he the right man to develop those players like Greenwood and Rashford um, and Martial? You know, and McTominay, is he the right man to coach and take them to the next level? If that's the case, Tottenham fans, how would you feel about that? With, Mario, with uh, Maurizio Pochettino going to United, open the gate for perhaps Jose Mourinho going to Tottenham. Now, I know he refused the job in Lyon recently to be able to do that. What do you guys think? you got to let me know. I'm definitely keen on that. A lot of mixed reviews on who should be the next Manchester United manager. Liverpool are up next. And that will almost definitely be on the game of zones for this weekend. On Saturday, I'll be breaking down. I don't normally give it away, but I think it's too obvious. I'll be breaking down the Liverpool United game and where I feel it could be won and lost. Or will United cause a major upset and cause Liverpool their first defeat of the season? Hey, guys, that's why we love the sport. Um, We're we're coming up to that time now. It is full time on the Halftime Show. And man, you guys made it amazing, so I appreciate that. But remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday on the Halftime Show with me. If you have any questions, please shoot them my way and I'll promise you I will get back to them as soon as possible. And I got a special shout out to Real SQ, who's got this track called Salam Alaikum. You need to listen to this. It is a banger. Have a blessed day. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.